Lord, we bless you. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Our desire is to know you. And the proof of that desire is our pursuit of you. The proof of our desire is our pursuit. For your word says that if we ask, we'll be given. If we seek, we'll find. If we knock, the door will be open to us. Like David said, as the, uh, the deer pants after the water brook, so our hearts pant after you, O God. Early in the morning, we will chase after you. We'll seek for you. Hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you because it's your good pleasure to give us the kingdom. It's your good pleasure to reveal yourself to us. So Lord, we thank you for the revelation that comes to every searching heart. Like David said, I'll behold your face in righteousness. I'll be satisfied when I awake with your likeness. Lord, we thank you because you answer us at the depth of our hunger, oh God. You satisfy our hunger. You satisfy our thirst for you. Holy Spirit, you spirit of wisdom and revelation, we ask you to open our eyes tonight. Help us see wondrous things out of your word that we may become more and more like the Lord. Hallelujah. That we may fulfill the destiny that you had for us and planned even before the foundation of the world. Lord, we give you thanks for this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Greet someone today. Say hi to somebody. Hallelujah. Say hi to someone. Say hi to someone. Praise God. Uh, praise the Lord. Well, you're all uh, very welcome. Uh, I saw myself sitting down today, so I'm sitting down. Praise God. Yeah, you're welcome to um, uh, our meditation workshop. Um, uh, starting a, a workshop today on are the meditations of a new creation or a new creature. The meditations of a new creature. Okay, that already informs us that we cannot stumble into the thoughts of God and we cannot stumble into his ways. It means that you cannot know God for yourself. Um, you can't find God by um, inquiry. <laughs> yeah? Uh, you can't just happen into the thoughts and the ways of God. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, if that was the end of that passage then we'll know that there is no bridge between heaven and earth. Okay? Because even if we build a tower, we're not going to get to him. We're not going to, I mean, if we fast pray, you know, we're, we're not going to connect because we're just on two different planes. But thank God he didn't end there because it says, for as the rain comes down, everyone say comes down. He said, as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven and does not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater 
so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So my thoughts are higher. My ways are not your ways. Um, but there is a bridge between heaven and earth. You know, Origen, uh, one of the early fathers, made the statement. He said, the son of God became the son of man, that sons of men may become the sons of God. So, um, what he was saying from that statement is that um, God became man to elevate us to operate like him. Okay? God became man to elevate us to operate like him. So it is the plan of God and the will of God that we think his thoughts and know his ways. That is our destiny. That is our destiny. Uh, in fact, if we flip over to Genesis 126, um, God said, let us make man in our image. I'm going to come back to Isaiah 55. Um, Genesis 1.26 says, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, etc., etc. Let us make man in our image. The New Living Translation puts it this way. It says, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Hallelujah. Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. So, God has created us to be like him. Yeah. Now, I'm laying a foundation of meditation, but we, we can't really understand this without meditation, which is a bit of a chicken and egg. But, but let that go through your heart. God has made us to be like him. So that means that he wants us to operate at his level. He wants us to operate with his thoughts. He wants us to operate in his ways. That is our destiny. Okay, if you look at Revelation chapter 4, Revelation chapter 4, verse 1 says, Then as I looked, I saw a door standing up in heaven, and the same voice I heard before, uh, that I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet, trumpet blast. The voice said what? Come up here and I'll show you what must happen after this. So our place is coming up. Yeah, Our place of operation is that elevated place. A place where we think his thoughts. A place where we walk in his ways. A place where we begin to function like him, which is how we're created to function. 
Because in the beginning he said, let us make human beings like us. Let us make human beings like us. So that place of thinking like him and acting like him is the place we are called to operate from. Yeah? But the thing is, we can't get there by climbing. Yeah? Because his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. In fact, the Holy Spirit has to reveal him to us. Okay? Because God can only be known by revelation, not by inquiry. Okay? Our thoughts. If you, were think, if you thought all the thoughts in the world, you will not think his thoughts. <laughs> because as the heavens are higher, so are his thoughts and his ways. So the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us revelation. Now let us go back to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Back to that same passage. Verse 10 now says, The rain and the snow comes down from heaven um, and water the earth and cause it uh, to bring forth. Yeah, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and does not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It will accomplish what I please and prosper in the thing whereto I have sent it. You know, I, I believe here that um, um, the, the water um, really speaks about the Holy Spirit uh, and the seed um, is the word of God. The word, the word of God has the substance of heaven in it. Um, you, you know, the Bible says um, in the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 26, he says, uh, The kingdom of God is as if a man shall cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise uh, night and day, and the seed will spring and grow up. He does not know how. He says, the earth brings forth of itself, first the blade, then the air, then the full corn in the air. And um, afterward, um, the, the farmer will put in the sickle because the harvest has come. Now, when we did the series on um, the, uh, the parable of the soils, uh, we established that the seed is, is what? Is the word of God, isn't it? And the heart is the soil. And the word of God is destined for the heart. But you see, it is the Holy Spirit that gives revelation. He is, the, he is what causes that seed to bring forth. Yeah, It's the Holy Spirit 
like the rain that falls on the seed that causes that seed to bring forth. So there is no way you and I will get revelation without the Holy Spirit, without the operation of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Um, without the operation of the Holy Spirit. Very, very important. There is no way revelation will come. There is no way insight will come um, into the thoughts of God and the ways of God without the practical operation of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But the Holy Spirit comes to give due or, sub, um, should I say, uh, nourishment, as it were, to the word of God. The Holy Spirit will not function in a vacuum. Does that make sense? But what, what, gives, uh, what produces fruit is what? It's the word, the seed, isn't it? But you need the rain to come down. Okay? Um, so the Holy Spirit, uh, you will not enjoy the ministry of the Holy Spirit without the word being in place because he gives life to the word. Now, I believe that meditation is the process through which we take that seed and implant it into the heart, into the ground. Uh, are you with me? Meditation is the process through which we take the seed and push it into the ground of our hearts for the Holy Spirit to water it and, con uh, and, and cause it to bring forth fruit. I see in the picture. All right? Fruitfulness comes through the heart, from the word, through the operation of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit uh, must be actively at work in our lives for us to get the fruitfulness and experience um, the success that we truly desire. So we have the word and the spirit producing fruitfulness meditation is how we implant the word in our hearts for the holy spirit to bring life and fruitfulness to it does that make sense so far okay so we'll never be where we need to be without the operation of the holy spirit uh, the spirit of god cannot operate effectively without us meditating in the word uh, because that is the process through which we implant the word of God into our hearts. Um, let's look at a couple more verses before we take uh, in terms of foundation. Look at Second Peter um, chapter 1. And then we'll talk about the Holy Spirit a little bit. Second uh, Peter chapter 1, I mentioned this in passing on Sunday, uh, verse 2, right, it says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given us all things 
that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue. By which we, by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises. That through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Okay, the way you and I are going to be sharers of the nature of God is through these promises that he has given us. Okay? The way we're going to have his thoughts, the way we're going to walk in his ways, the way we're going to walk at his level, is through these promises that he has given to us. A promise is a word. Um, like I said on Sunday, it's the Greek word um, uh, euangelion. You means good. Angelos is where we get angel, a messenger. He has sent us his word um, through a promise. And that word, it is through what we do with that word that we would be partakers of the divine nature. Now, if we think about the nature of God, um, let us talk about what the divine nature is. Could, could someone just give us, anyone give us some attributes of what we consider to be the divine nature? Wisdom, okay, somebody else? Holiness, somebody else? Righteousness, what else? Love, okay, that's good. What else? The Pardon? Well, all-knowing, okay. Okay, that's like wisdom. Anything else? Okay, just, you know, instead of people throwing out individuals, let me just give them the whole answer. Okay, but, but you know, some, a lot of times we can agree with the word but not really pay much attention to it. Okay. Um, it says that it is through the promises that you and I will be partakers of the divine nature. So that means that the amount or the quantity or the ratio of the divine nature that you partake in is, it, is, is directly proportional to um, what you are doing with the promise. Does that make sense? Okay? Because a seed, if the word is a seed, it means that it has within it the life to bring forth fruit. Okay? And the fruit will always be related to the seed. Yeah? So if I want wisdom... I can only get wisdom fruit from wisdom seed. Now, the Bible makes it very clear that, or this passage makes it clear that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things. Now, all things only means all things. It means that he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things. Now, he says that and he, he goes on to say that, um, and these all things have been given to us through what he calls exceeding great and precious promises. All right? Okay? And, um, and as we engage with these promises, we become sharers of the divine nature. And then, as we saw earlier in Mark 4.26, he says the kingdom is like a man planting seed. The kingdom, 
The Bible says that we have been delivered from the power of darkness. And we have been translated into the kingdom of his son. We're in the kingdom of God. And he said the kingdom is as if a man should plant seed. So everybody in the kingdom must be seed planting. To be sharers of the divine nature. Uh, are you with me so far? Okay. So that means that everything we experience in the kingdom is directly related to what we do with the promise. Because the promise is the answer. Everyone say the promise is the answer. Say it again. The promise is what? Because if you want mango fruit, all you need to do is plant mango seed. Yeah, anyone that wants mango fruit, all they need is plant mango seed. If you want mango fruit and I give you mango seed, you can get mango fruit. You don't need anything else. You just need the seed, right? Okay, so the promise is what? Is the, is the answer. So if he says he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, we actually have the answer. So, the, so it now comes down to what we are doing with that seed. Yeah, because as we know, there are three ingredients. There's the seed, there's the ground, and there's the water. We saw that in Isaiah 55. There's the seed, there's the ground, and there is the water. Look at um, Mark 4.24. Mark 4.24. Jesus is speaking here and he said, then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. Take heed. What does take heed mean? Pay attention. Um, now, like I said, it's a workshop, so we're going to be covering a lot of ground and, and sort of doing a lot of things. I think one of the ingredients uh, for effective meditation is it's important to have several translations of the Bible because it, um, it makes it easier uh, to understand what it is saying. Okay? I'll tell you a funny story. I think it's about time for a story, right? So I was with my son this morning. And um, we have a session called Life in the Spirit. And we try to have it every morning. So I took him to uh, Joshua 1.8. And I said, because uh, my son is going to be bigger than me, stronger than me. My ceiling is going to be his floor. Yeah. So, um, so I said, uh, you know, I want to teach you how to meditate in the word. Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. So I said, um, we think in pictures. Um, because, and I'm, I'm going to cover this in a minute, 
I said, we're thinking pictures. So when you were thinking, this book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth. I mean, we're talking about the word of God. The word will not depart from your mouth. What's the picture you see? When you think in your mind, what is the image you are seeing when you think this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth? He said, well, what I see is I'm in a courtroom and then there's a judge and there's a big book of laws. Okay? And the judge is about to pass sentence, you know, based on my obedience to the laws. I said, aha, uh -huh. you see, that picture, that's not an accurate picture. Yeah? Because, you know, as we, when we meditate in the word, uh, we, 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 we think in pictures. Are you with me? If I say car, you don't think C-A-R. You think a picture of a car. Yeah? And when we meditate, we are we are imprinting a picture in our hearts. Are you with me? And we begin to imprint the picture as we mutter the word to ourselves. Now, we need to make sure we're imprinting the right picture. Okay? Because the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The pictures that we build in our hearts are what determine what we believe. Okay? And... Like I said, um, we, we, it's good to have several translations so that it, it helps you form the right picture to start off with. Are, are you with me? Okay. Um, and I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us insight. Yeah. Meditation doesn't give revelation. The Holy Spirit is the only one that gives revelation. But meditation puts us in a place where we can receive revelation from the Holy Spirit. So we need to make sure that we are planting the right seed. Yeah? So I said to my, my, my boy that when we are meditating, when, when he says, uh, when we're saying that this book of law shall not depart from your mouth, and we, we know the, word, the law to be the word of God, um, that the word of God is God's love letter to us. That's the way I put it. The word of God is God's love letter to us. It's not, just, it's, not an it's not just an instruction manual. It is God revealing himself to us. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His word is how he's revealing his ways and his thoughts to us. Okay? So, we, we need to make sure that we, we have uh, the right picture. Uh, um, and I think having several translations helps. You know, in the old days, uh, whenever I wanted to meditate on the word, I would have a lot of different Bible translations open. Uh, you know, and I, I would recommend that, okay, you know, you have um, a new King James, or then it was King James. You have um, an amplified version, and you have a 26 translation Bible. Okay? That was my minimum requirement. For anyone that's serious about meditation, I'll say you can have your King James, have um, an Amplified, and have a 26 translation Bible. But now with software like this, you can have a lot of different translations on, this, on the same iPad. And you can just check different translations just to make sure that you are starting from the right premise. Does that make sense? Uh, this is important. <laughs> okay? Uh, this is important. And... Um, and therefore, it is worth a little bit of investment. Okay? Because you're partaking. Your ability to partake 
of the divine nature is directly proportional to what you are doing with the promises of God. Okay? Um, your ascension into God's way of thinking and his ways is directly related to what you do with the promises of God. Amen. So Mark 4.24 says, Take heed what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. I'm going to read the same passage from the Amplified Version. The Amplified Version of Mark 4.24 puts it this way. And Jesus is speaking here. You know, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and it is profitable. It's profitable for doctrine. It's profitable for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. Um, but when the Lord speaks and he says, take heed, you want to pay particular attention to it. Now, the Amplified puts it this way. It says, and he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. The measure. Everyone say the measure. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. He says the measure. Now, 2 Peter says God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. There is nothing that you need that God hasn't given you. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we erroneously think that it is our seeking God that determines what he gives us. That is an error. Okay? Because the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, that he who did not withhold his son from us, uh, but gave him up for us all. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things? Okay? The grace that gave us his son has with his son freely given us all things. Everyone say he has freely given. Or say it again. He has freely given. Second Peter makes it clear that all things that pertain to life and godliness, he has given given them to us as promises a promise is a seed a seed that has life in it hallelujah a seed has got the life in it to bring itself to pass a seed has got the life in it to bring itself to pass all you need to do with a seed is to take that seed and to plant that seed Everything we need to be sharers of the divine nature has been given to us as seeds. It has been given to us as seeds. And the Bible says the kingdom is as if a man should take the seed and plant it in the ground. Jesus said the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear. The truth is the seed. It is the word of God, isn't it? The measure of thought and study. We are talking about meditation. The measure of thought and study we give to the truth you, we hear is what determines the measure of virtue. Virtue speaks about power. Virtue speaks about the life in that seed. 
Are you with me? The life in the seed will only be released when it is planted in your heart. You know, you can have seeds and uh, we can use seeds for all kinds of things. You know, it's, it's a little bit like, um, like marriage and the wedding. It's amazing how, people, how much people spend on the wedding. And how excited people get about weddings. I mean, I counsel a lot of people and, you know, I can tell you from experience. <laughs> and it's great to be excited about a wedding. But the wedding is just like... And I keep telling the couples that, you know what, you better... Because they get all, you know... Everyone is so focused on, you know, the, gown, the dress and the, the this and the that and the other, which is all wonderful stuff, by the way. You know, I'm not knocking it. But I always say to people, you know, on the day, you better just focus on your husband and your wife because before you know it, the day goes past very quickly. The wedding is a very short thing. The marriage is for a lifetime. Uh, are you with me? And it's amazing how much time we spend preparing for the wedding and how little time we, we spend preparing for the marriage. Now, I'm talking about seeds. We can get excited about seeds. Like, wow, did you hear the revelation in church today? Wow. When I'm in church, I'm preaching the word. I am a sower. I'm taking the seed and I'm throwing it out. Thank God it's great to have good seed. Are you with me? Thank God for seeds. Wow. Thank God for good seeds. You know, um, I mean, we have a few farmers in the church. Uh, Tune Shongunga talks about seeds. They go hunting the right seed. <laughs> A seed that has, you know, uh, has been inoculated against some, <laughs> you know, he's always looking for grade A seed because the quality of the seed uh, will determine the productivity of the harvest. So it's important that like the Bereans, uh, we, 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 are, we, are, we, we search the scriptures to make sure that what we are being taught is grade A seed. The Bible says study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that will not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You need grade A seed. Yeah? So thank God for seed. Thank God for seed. But it is not the seed, it's not having seed that produces harvest. Jesus said, be take heed what you are hearing. Be careful because it is the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear that determines that determines the power that we get. So in other words, it is how you meditate on the word. Because meditation is how we implant the word into our hearts. So if we're not meditating in the word, we're not implanting the word in our hearts. It means that we are like the, the one that was sown on the wayside where Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown. Just because you can remember a scripture does not mean that scripture is implanted in your heart. Yeah? In Isaiah 55 it says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts and my ways than your ways. But as the rain comes down from heaven and the snow and does not return, but waters the earth and causes it to bring forth and bud. Hallelujah. Now there's an inference in that statement that there's something in the earth. 
Are you with me? What has to be in the earth for it to bring forth? Forth. Seed. The Holy Spirit can hover over your, your earth. If there's no seed implanted, nothing is happening. Are you with me? And it does not matter how much implanting you do, if the Holy Spirit is not involved, nothing is shooting out. Praise the Lord. But thank God, if we implant the seed and the Spirit of God is at work, there's nothing that can stop that seed from growing. I don't care where you are. I don't care, you know, how few languages you speak. Yeah? Um, there is nothing that can stop that seed from growing. Yeah? So, the Holy Spirit and meditation are critical to us walking in the thoughts and the ways of God. And you and I have been destined to walk in the thoughts and the ways of God. Amen. So, this class is on the meditations of a new creature. The meditations of a new creature or a new creation. So let's go to um, Joshua 1. As we know, uh, Joshua is a military general. He's the leader of three million people. And um, God has given him advice. So he says, um, this book of the law or the word of God or the truth must not depart from your mouth. Or in other words, shouldn't stop coming out of your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have um, good success. You will make your way prosperous and you will have uh, good success. You know, I had a thought this morning. Uh, I was going to put it on Facebook, but I thought, you know what? Some, you know, context is everything, and sometimes if people don't understand the context, we may miss it. I had this thought that God doesn't change the world. God changes me, and I change the world. Okay? Uh, the Lord changes us, and we change the world. Uh, are you with me? God said to Joshua, meditate in the word day and night. Now, when you meditate in the word, you will do the word. It's not saying memorize the scripture so you will know what to do. A lot of times we read that and we think that's what it's saying. That is not what it is saying at all. Okay? Um, because when it comes to right and wrong, you don't really need the scriptures to know what right and wrong is. In fact, when the law comes, with it comes the knowledge of sin. Yeah? So if it is about knowing what is right and wrong, uh, just the mere knowledge of right and wrong is not powerful enough to cause you to obey it. Are you with me? But you know, when you plant a seed in the ground and it grows, it becomes fruitful. And you can eat of the fruit. Now it says, 
Joshua, if you meditate in my word day and night, you will have the power to do the word. The word will become fruitful in your life. And as a result, you will have the energy to walk in the power of the word. You will now start thinking like me and acting like me because the power of the word will be fruitful or the word will be fruitful in your life. Uh, are you with me? We cannot separate the meditation process from the operation of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is just waiting for us to meditate on the word so he can give us revelation. That's why he's here. Meditation puts us in a place where the Holy Spirit can breathe life into the word and give us insight and revelation that elevates us uh, to God's plane of operation. Hallelujah. So as we begin to meditate in the word of God, that consciousness of the presence of the Holy Spirit is so important. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that makes the kingdom real. Yeah? The Holy Spirit makes the kingdom real. Meditation is not the process through which we figure out what God is asking us to do. Okay? Meditation puts us in a place where the Holy Spirit can get involved in our lives and give us insight um, into the person of God and reveal God to us. The Holy Spirit is real. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is real. He's so real that Jesus was saying to his disciples, don't be upset that I'm going away. Because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit will not come. In fact, in John 16, he said, it's to your advantage that I'm going away. Hallelujah. It is for your benefit that I'm going away. Because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit is not going to come. He said, I'll pray the Father. He'll give you another comforter. The word another is the Greek word alos, which means another of the same kind. Another of the same kind. He's exactly like me. Hallelujah. Look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to come back to Joshua 1. Another of the same kind. But the Holy Spirit needs the word. He needs the word. First Corinthians chapter 3. Um, verse 16. It says, do you not know. That you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you. If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him for the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are? Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? How many of us believe this passage? Okay. It says you are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you. The spirit of God dwells in you. Um, look at um, chapter 6 of 1 Corinthians. Verse 
chapter 6 of 1 Corinthians um, verse 16 says, Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot or prostitute is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Free sexual immorality, every sin that a man commits or that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. It says the spirit of God, your body is the temple. A temple is the dwelling place. So our body is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God lives in us. You know, this is, that in itself is meditation material. The Holy Spirit lives in us. Who is the Holy Spirit? He's the third person of the Trinity. First um, John 5, I believe verse 7 says that there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. He is God himself. Um, the early fathers, the creed says, I believe in the Holy Spirit, uh, the Lord and giver of life who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who together with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified. The Spirit of God is God. He dwells in us. Amen. The Spirit of God dwells in you. Everyone say, the Spirit of God dwells in me. Yeah, the Spirit of God dwells in me. I'll say it again. The Spirit of God dwells in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, before we meditate in the word, that consciousness of the, the fact that um, we're going through a process that requires the active operation of the Holy Spirit um, is it, very important to develop. Yeah, It's not just a time where we just want to sit down and figure out the Bible. Okay? And that's why the prayers, the Ephesians prayers are so important. Okay, I won't go through them today, but Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to uh, the end of the chapter and, and uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 10 are very important. Because Ephesians 1 17 says, um, it, it's where you pray and say, Father, you Father, God of my Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, I pray that you give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in your knowledge. So you're saying, Father, as I spend time in the word, I can't know you by myself. I can't find you by searching because your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. However, you have created me to function like you because you said, let us make man like ourselves. So, Father, I ask right now that as I spend time in your word, that you give me the, the spirit of wisdom. I know the spirit of God is within me. Holy Spirit, uh, open my eyes. I ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in your knowledge. I can't know you without revelation. Holy Spirit, reveal God to me. I pray that the eyes of my heart will be enlightened. I pray that I will know the hope of your calling. You have called me. You have made me. I pray that I will know the riches of your inheritance in, in Christ. I pray that I will know the the greatness of your power that is at work within me. Okay? So we, we need to be conscious of him. 
The Spirit of God, 1 Corinthians 2 says, is the one that searches all things, even the deep things of God. We can't know God without the Holy Spirit. He's the one that makes the kingdom real. Hallelujah. So the first thing we must do, um, uh, just to put this in, in sequence, if we're going to meditate in the word, is number one, um, we need to ensure that, um, that we have, uh, we have, well, it's useful to have several translations of, uh, of the material you're going to meditate on. Just to give us clarity, and, I, and I'll deal with that in, in, in more detail in a little bit. The second is to recognize that it is the spirit that gives us insight. Okay? And, and therefore, um, it is important that we, um, uh, we pray and we are conscious of the presence of the spirit um, of God within us to help us. That's number two. Number three... Yes, we're conscious of the presence of the Holy Spirit to help us in our time of meditation. Now, um, the word meditate, you know, God said to Joshua in Joshua 1 8, This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. The word meditate is, uh, is from the Greek word melatao, which means to mutter. Uh, a very good translation of meditate is to ponder while talking to yourself. To ponder while talking to yourself. Ponder while talking to yourself. Okay. Look at um, the book of Isaiah, or Psalm rather. Look at Psalms, chapter 46. Psalm 46. This is related to the earlier point about um, and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. You know, when we, when we pray and ask that the Spirit of God should give us insight, I mean, he lives in us. But, but it is important that your spiritual, um, the environment of your spiritual man is still. Yeah? Current lives are active. And pretty noisy. Okay. Current lives are active and noisy. And in order to, um, to be able to, to um, listen to the Holy Spirit, it's important that the environment is because of doubt. Because his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. The thoughts of God are going to come to you. <laughs> yeah. The thoughts of God are going to come to you through the agency of the Holy Spirit. The active agency of the Holy Spirit. Who dwells in you? But he's a gentleman. Hallelujah. Don't like using the phrase gentleman because it suggests that he's masculine. But he's a gentle person. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Be still and know. Be still and know that. So important that that environment, because this, you see, the knowledge of God is not, like I said, knowing scripture. It's much more than that. Uh, the, the knowledge of God is, is given by the Holy Spirit and uses the scriptures as a launch pad. And I use that phrase consciously. Yeah? 
the scriptures are the foundation on which it's the scriptures are like a door are you with me into the knowledge of god yeah they're like a door into the knowledge of god it's an important foundation but he he uses it as a launch pad hallelujah he uses so it, the stillness of our heart is so important yeah and there are a lot of things that we can do to to bring stillness one is praying in the holy spirit yeah one is praying in the holy spirit okay um when you have a habit of praying in the holy spirit all the time or praying uh, uh for for long periods in the holy spirit it calms your heart down that's one principle one is worship another one is worship hallelujah you know it, it is i don't want to use the word impossible but it is very difficult to have a still heart if you know you only worship god for like five minutes before you go to work and then you know and then you know or you only commune with him you know just for like two minutes you know and it's like lord i've got five minutes now just talk to me quickly you know uh there's a way in which you can create a stillness in your life okay i mean on your way to work you can be playing music worship music yeah it, it sort of comes it, it it surrounds you with the atmosphere of heaven doesn't it yeah just worship it just it just calms everything down okay um praying the spirit calms your heart down okay um so there are things we can do to create that stillness okay uh meditation after a while will calm your heart down actually um but it it, it does help when you've had a bit of a head start okay um i know we have busy lives but we don't have to have noisy lives yeah uh you can be busy but yet have a have a calm heart does that does that make sense okay um but but he says he says be still be still and know that i am god be still and know that i am god you know one other principle for for having a quiet heart or a calm heart or a still heart is to cast your care upon the lord yeah to cast your care upon the lord it's very difficult for me to hear god when i'm worried yeah it's very difficult for me to be still in my inner man when i'm afraid and panicking you, you understand it's very very difficult yeah it's very difficult and um and just acting on the word and, and casting your care on the lord which comes by meditation obviously um there's a bit of a chicken and egg stuff here but we need to get started but but the, the point i'm trying to make is that that stillness is important for us to be able to uh to 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 receive insight from the holy spirit because the insight is not coming from our minds it's coming from the holy spirit hallelujah yeah uh, but then meditation in the word to meditate means to ponder while talking to yourself ponder while talking to yourself or should i say more accurately ponder the truth ponder the truth while talking to yourself which means that you can't meditate quietly yeah or you can't sorry you can't meditate in silence 
Because you can't talk to yourself in silence, right? Okay? Um, you ponder on something while talking to yourself. So the talking is very important. Yeah? Because when you talk, you are listening as you talk. And that process helps you focus. If I said, just think about it, it's very easy for your mind to get distracted. Okay? But when you're thinking and you're talking about it, you're repeating it to yourself, it focuses your mind and it calms it down. Does that make sense? You are pondering while talking to yourself. You are pondering while you are pondering the truth while talking to yourself. Another principle, and I know I need to end soon, but another principle is when you're meditating, you are making it personal. Okay? You are making it personal. Like I said, you know, I said to my son, think about a car. And I said, um, so did you think C-A-R? He said, no. I, I saw a picture. I said, what car? He said, it's a silver Lamborghini. I was like, what have you been watching, this boy? <laughs> you know? He said, it's a silver Lamborghini. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, um, he said and I'm sitting, I'm driving, and, and you are next to me, and, and mom is, everyone else is in the car, and you've got these bibs in your mouth, like, you know, like this dummy. So you're like the little children, I'm driving you. I'm like, <laughs> you know, because it's my car, you know. <laughs> um, I don't even know why I brought that up. But um, we think in pictures, don't we? Yeah. So, um, so huh, yes, the point is you're making it personal. You're making it personal. Okay? So let us meditate on a passage of scripture uh, tonight um, as an example of this. So this is a passage we looked at, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6. Okay. I'm just going to use this as an example. He said, he has given us exceeding great and precious promises. And through these will be partakers of the divine nature. Hallelujah. So if there is an area of your life where um, you know you're not walking the divine nature, all you need to do is locate the promise. Yeah? Right? All you need to do is locate the promise. And meditate on it. Okay? The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear. Give it a lot of measure. There's teaspoon measure and there's bucket load measure. Yeah? What kind of virtue do you want? What kind of strength do you want? Okay? Um, so you meditate on it. Give it the attention that it deserves and it will be, you'll be fruitful in that area. Hallelujah. So we make it personal. Aha, uh -huh, yes, what I was going to say was this. You know, when we talk about a promise, um, you know, if I said I'm making you a promise, it means that I give you my word on, about something and I'll fulfill the promise when? 
Sorry, Rails. Subsequently. Okay. So I'm giving you a promise and I will do it subsequently. I'll do it later. Okay. And the time I do it is up to me. Isn't it? Okay. However, when we think about the promise of God, it's not the same as me giving you a promise. Because the promise of God is a seed. And the seed is the answer. Everyone say the seed is the answer. The seed is the answer. So the promise, this exceeding great and precious promise. He said he has given us what? Exceeding great and precious promises. That through these, we will be partakers of the divine nature. And we know that the word is a seed. Which means it has life in itself. The promise is the answer. So once I have a promise of God's word, I don't need God to do anything afterwards. Yeah? If you have the promise of God's word, the promise of God's word is the answer. You know, the promise of God's word is the answer. The promise is the answer. If I take that promise, I have the answer in my hand. All I need to do is to sow that seed in my heart and allow the Spirit of God to water it and my heart will bring forth the, the fruit. You know, the woman that got healed of the issue of blood did not need Jesus' permission to get healed. Yeah, she did not need Jesus' permission. All she needed was Jesus. And she said, I will touch the helm and I will be healed. Okay? God has already given us Christ. Do you know the day we got born again was not the day it was God's will to get us born again. It was already given, wasn't it? It was the day we took the seed and we received it. The day you get healed is not the day God finally visits your home. The day that you receive wisdom is not that I'm going to give you wisdom. Yeah, The day that you have that insight you need, that healing you need, that anything that is part of the divine nature, the day you walk in it is not the day God planned to give it to you. It has already been given to us. That is an important value that we must embrace. Yeah? That we can determine yeah, what we walk in because it has already been given to us. Yeah? If we have any other theology apart from that, it is not in line with the scriptures. Yeah? Because it says, the Father has given us, has given us, has given us, has given us, has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So when we meditate in the word and we approach the promises of God, the promises of God are not what God is going to do for us. We need to understand that. The promises of God are not what God has said he's going to do for us. Otherwise, we're going to be implanting the wrong picture in our hearts. Are you with me? We're going to be putting the wrong picture because what you'll be putting in your heart is an image that God is going to do this for me at some point in the future when it is will. That is not the right picture. That is not the truth. You're not meditating on the truth. Hallelujah. And you know, we can meditate on anything apart from the truth. Whatever you ponder on, talking to yourself, you are meditating on it. Yeah, we meditate all the time. We meditate on worry. We meditate on fear. 
I'm going to get kicked out. I'm going to get kicked out. I'm going to get kicked out. Man, I'm going to get kicked out. I'm going to get kicked out. And you can, you are seeing that picture. You're implanting it. I'm going to get kicked out. I'm going to get kicked out. Kicked out. I'm going to, and you know, that, that picture activates the enemy. And he, he, it attracts him. And he comes and says, and then, then he gives you definition. Okay, when you get kicked out, just make sure that you pack these clothes. You go and keep them in your friend's house now so that when you get kicked out, at least those clothes are intact. It will attract him. Things that you didn't think about will come. Now, are you with me? They'll come. They'll come. The thoughts will come. They, they didn't come from you. They'll come, from, they'll come externally because it attracts him. Yeah? So it is meditation on truth that the Holy Spirit that attracts the Holy Spirit and causes the breath of God upon it. So 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. To partake of this, we need to meditate on it. So we meditate on it by, number one, making it personal. Making it personal. So we don't ponder on this, talking to ourselves, saying, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. That's not how we meditate on this passage. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Who is he? Me. So that we meditate on this by saying, I am joined to the Lord, and therefore I am one spirit with him. Yeah? So you, 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 uh, uh, you reduce... Eliminate distraction. Say, Holy Spirit, uh, uh, I need your help. I need you to give me insight into the word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, you can't meditate on a chapter. Yeah? You can meditate on a verse or a couple of verses. Yeah? You can't meditate on a book. I'm meditating on the book of Job. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. <laughs> you can, I mean, but you know, I mean, if you have like a, you know, like a, I don't know, like a daily devotional or something. I mean, maybe you read the chapter of the Bible, and, and a particular passage jumps out at you. You take that verse and you meditate on it. Yeah, or a couple of verses. So you, you're not meditating on a whole chapter. You meditate on a couple of verses. And then you take that verse, like this one. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So you, 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 you begin to ponder on it. He who is joined to the Lord. I am joined to the Lord. The Bible says I am joined to the Lord. I am joined to the Lord. And therefore I am one spirit with him. I am joined to the Lord. And therefore I am one spirit with him. And then you take each word and you begin to focus on each word. I am joined to the Lord. I am joined to the Lord. What does joined mean? You, understand? you, you cannot meditate on something you don't understand. Yeah? I am joined to the Lord. What does, what does, what does join mean? Okay, connected. One. Synchronized intertwined you see now technically what we really want to do is that we want technically we want to uh, look at another translation let me start with that 
Let's look at another translation because we don't just want to come up with what we think a word means. Yeah? Uh, you want to look at another translation um, to see what it actually means. Okay? Um, this is the 101 class. When we get to 102, we'll say, get a Greek uh, dictionary so that you look at the original language and see what that word actually means. Yeah? You know, you are responsible for what you eat. You know, when I went to the States, uh, I mean, everyone that has ever traveled, you can go to some countries and, um, you know, a tomato or tomato, depending on where you're coming from. <laughs> the normal tomato that we have here, yeah, that's like this size. You can get somewhere else and it's like four times the size. All right? And you probably never realized that red could look that red. You know these tomatoes that we have here that, you know, are sort of a shade of orange and a little bit of speckled red and some green. You go to some countries and it's like red, like luscious red, and it's four times the size. And you think, wow. And then later you realize that there's stuff called genetically modified. <laughs> there's genetically modified food that might look attractive, but is, has zero nourishment. And in fact... It has negative nourishment because there are some things that can affect your health. Are you with me? Okay. Um, so, it, so what you ingest, you are responsible for what you put in your system. Because what you put in your system is what's going to affect your makeup. Are you with me? So, excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Thanks. So, um, we are responsible to make sure that we are meditating. What, what we are meditating on is accurate. You know, don't say, oh, they taught me wrong in that church. You were the one that ate it. Are you with me? We, we must take, yes, pastors are responsible, but we are more responsible. Do you understand? Just because, you know, there are some restaurants that don't go and eat. Yeah. In fact, when I go to a new place, I try to look the, into the kitchen. Like, can I see the kitchen? I like those restaurants where you can see them making the food. <laughs> Do you understand? Because I've watched too many movies to know that, you know, all kinds of atrocities happen in restaurants, especially in the, in the back room. And please do not be rude to your waiter. Yeah? I don't send my food back. <laughs> you understand? Because, you know, all kinds of things can happen behind the door. All right? So we are responsible for what we consume. Are you with me? So you need to make sure that, okay, when it says join to the Lord, what does it mean? What does it mean? What, what does it mean? So we look at other translations. So um, if I look at the Amplified, it says, but the person who is united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. United with the Lord. Okay? Um, What verse is it? What verse are we looking at? Verse 17. Okay, 617. Okay. United with the Lord, joined to the Lord. Okay, so we make it personal. I am joined to the Lord. I am, joined, I am one with the Lord. And, then I'm, I'm there, and therefore I am one spirit with him. 
I am one with the Lord, and therefore I am one spirit with him. I am one with the Lord. Lord, I am one with you. I am one with the Lord. I am one with the Lord. I am one with the Lord. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. I am one with the Lord. I am one with the Lord. I am one with the Lord. Who is the Lord? You know, you, you, we, so we are, we're examining each word. Who is the Lord? You know, Jesus said the measure of thought and study you give to the truth is the measure of virtue. The more I meditate on it, the more virtue I get. The more I meditate on it, the more virtue I get. The more meditate, I meditate on it, the more virtue I get. It is not how many chapters you've read. I'm not impressed with the number of chapters you've read. I am interested in the, num- the amount of fruit that is coming out of your life. The measure of thought and study we give to the truth we hear is the measure of virtue and power. You know, on that verse, 1 Corinthians 6, 17, you can change the world. You can change the world. One word from God will change your life forever. Jesus, God said, let there be light. And you know, scientists still tell us that the universe is expanding today from that single word that was spoken. One word can explode in your life to the extent that the power of God is revealed. He that is joined to the Lord. I am joined to the Lord. And therefore I am one spirit with him. What are the implications of that? I am joined to the Lord. He didn't say you are going to be. You are joined to the Lord. I am joined to the Lord. I am one spirit with him. Wow. As, we, as we're saying that and as we're examining each word and we're repeating it to ourselves, I am joined to the Lord. The spirit of God who lives in you yeah, will, will start bringing thoughts up. Hallelujah. And, and you know, when he brings thoughts up, you're not meant to just get excited and run off. You're meant to take the thoughts that he has given you and then incorporate them into your meditation. Yeah? I am joined to the Lord. I am joined to the Lord. And the Bible says that the Spirit of God uses spiritual words. He uses scripture to explain scripture. So as you begin to meditate, another verse will come up in your heart that you might not know where it is. You may need to go and check it out. That you need to add to it to give you even better insight. Uh, Are you with me? I am joined to the Lord. 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 You know, as as I say that right now, what comes up in my heart is lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and let the King of glory come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, mighty in battle. He is the King of glory. I am joined to the Lord. I am joined to the king of glory. There is no situation. When, whatever I'm confronting, I am not confronting it on my own. I am confronting it as one united with the king of glory. It is not about who I am. It is about who is with me. Hallelujah. I am joined to the Lord. I am one spirit with him. My spirit is indivisible from the spirit of God. So, you know, there, there, there is a power that comes from that. Hallelujah. There's a power. There's a power that comes from that. Hallelujah. 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 I am joined to the Lord. I am joined to the Lord. I am joined to the Lord. You you know, just just spending a few minutes, just a few minutes, we've started touching something. 
Yeah, we've started just we've started we've started touching something. It, it becomes a doorway into a different dimension. Yeah, it, it becomes a doorway into a different. Di- the spirit of God is is getting involved now. Yeah, can you feel it? I can. The spirit of God is getting involved. Yeah, He's elevating us. That scripture is now becoming a doorway into an experience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be God. Let us stand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just bless the Lord. Oh, there are doors, 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 doors. There are doors. Jesus said, In my house, in my father's house are many mansions. There are many rooms that have treasures of eternity. Treasures of eternity that have been that have been prepared for us. Hallelujah. Treasures of eternity that have been prepared for us. The storehouse of heaven is full. Hallelujah. The storehouse of heaven is full. Hallelujah. And it is full for us to partake of. The word is the door. Hallelujah. Into the riches of the heavenly realm. The spirit of God will open the door. As we meditate on the truth. Hallelujah. And lead us into the treasures of heaven. Hallelujah. And we'll rise and operate like the sons of God that we are. Hallelujah. Oh, Matiele Bena Suprando Paella Bororo Shebrano Melike Breno Sipra Mekelia Morene Casque Esipro Novea Naro Matea La Bororosha. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that in returning and in rest shall you be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Shall be your strength. As we meditate in the word, great strength will come into your life. Great strength will come into your life. You will make your way prosperous. You will have good success because the strength of God will come into your life. You will see like God sees. You will think like God thinks. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for the word tonight. We thank you for the riches of the word. We thank you, Lord, because we are doers of your word, not hearers only. We thank you because we will receive the reward of your word. Hallelujah. And our lives will be changed and reflect what you have purposed for us even before the foundation of the world. Lord, we give you thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. Um, Next Thursday, like I said, um, we're going to have, there's going to be the Kingdom Harvest Conference downstairs. Um, so we will join um, um, th- that. It's going to be wonderful. I advise you to be there. Bring your friends. 
healing ministry, very powerful healing ministry around the clock. Um, but then the following Thursday, we'll continue this. But please, the CDs are going to be available on Sunday. Um, so please get that CD, listen to it. I went through a lot of scriptures. That is, This is foundation. Uh, so the next time, I'll probably spend about 15 minutes uh, on teaching and then we'll spend the rest of the time just meditating in scripture and, and really getting into the substance of the meditations of a new creature. Yeah? Praise the Lord. God bless you. Hallelujah.